0: Oh, we haven't got time to have a laugh today.
1: Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan.
0: And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down, Trap by Track.
1: And I've got a buzz and it's all because on the turntable this week, we've got Licking on Both Sides by Mystique.
0: And Dan, I'm going to dive straight in with a question for you. Go on. Have you ever <laughs> been...
1: see mystique live uh sadly not well i was probably i was gonna say i was probably too young around the time when this came out but well, 20 years ago uh i'd have been a mere 15 year old lad so maybe not but at the same time maybe they just didn't come to my local uh community center or uh yeah uh, youth center. hall or whatever yes yeah.
0: yes so
1: sadly not well have you uh
0: no but i have seen alicia dixon uh perform solo Uh, when she was first starting off in her solo career, Uh, and it was a great fun show. And where was that? Uh, That was in the, I think it was in the Colston Hall in Bristol. It's not called that anymore, for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, Now, first time on the Decks of Mystique on Track by Track, uh, often requested, mostly by you. Uh, yep. No, and a lot of listeners as well. So, very, very happy to be talking about them today, but also because they had some fabulous hits between them.
1: Yeah, on this album alone, five, arguably six, but we'll get to that point later, hit huge hit singles um, from from their debut and penultimate album as well.
0: And Mystique, our British girl group, you've got Alicia Dixon who needs no introduction. Does she need an introduction?
1: Probably not, but we'll probably
0: get on to, won't we, what they're up to now. Yeah, we'll probably talk about Strictly and BGT and the solo work uh, and all the well, bells yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, and whistles. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and we've got Sue Elise uh, and Sabrina Washington as well. Uh, so they had quite a short uh, but punchy career with two albums, but a number of chart-topping singles. They did, however, leave a significant impact on the pop scene uh, from when they were around. Uh, they were first around from the nineteen ninety-seven onwards. I have to say such was their uh, attitude, their approach, their brilliant singles, uh that their their legacy has been felt and often still listened to and talked about so we're very happy to be talking about them today on track by track you know i've said that twice now like someone's forcing us into it uh, very <laughs> happy to be talking about there. them today just to be clear we're very happy that we're talking about them today it's fine no honestly it's fine
1: is it fine yes it's always fine never amazing always fine that's track <laughs> that's... by track <laughs> yeah that's the sticker that's gonna be on the front of our book when it eventually comes out.
0: Uh, that was some feedback from one of your exes as well, wasn't it? What was that? Never amazing, always fine. Feedback from one of your exes.
1: No. No.
0: Always amazing. Never knowingly undersold. That was it, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every little helps. No, sorry. We could, we could go on all day like this. <laughs> right, Dan, why are we talking about this album today?
1: Oh, and also, I haven't said it properly yet. I've realised it's taken me this long. It's taken me three and a bit years to realise I'm just not going to say what the occasion is. I am just literally going to wait for you to ask. And I did hint at it before, but here it is for the first time proper. We're talking about this album this week because it turns 20 this week.
0: 20. Uh, I have to say, the girls are still looking fabulous considering uh, this debut album from them came out 20 years ago.
1: (laughs) So yes, well, this was the debut album released 20 years ago, but you did mention that the the formation, the beginnings, the early days of Mystique started in 1997, so four years prior to this. That was with Alicia and Sabrina, who in the early days were joined by a Miss Tina Barrett uh, in a group called Face to Face. I thought you were going to say a Miss Tina Cousins. Uh, oh, that'd make a lovely uh, quartet, wouldn't it? Uh, but no, Tina then left face-to-face to join S Club 7. The rest, of course, is history. But how fantastic that also, as well as Tina having a great career with S Club, that Alicia and Sobrino, along with uh, Sue Elise, uh, and another member we'll get to talk to in a sec. Uh, not get to talk to, she's not on the line. Get to talk, Hello? Uh, about... Hello? Hello? <laughs> Is that... No, she's Wait. she's hung up. Zina's hung Zina, up. Lovey.
0: Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.
1: No. Yeah, they all went on to do well. Didn't they do well?
0: So we are talking about Licking on Both Sides today. The debut album released in October 2001. Uh, Dan, actually, I'm going to flip it over, actually, for a change and actually ask, get you to tell me who's um, who's uh, who's twiddling the knobs on this.
1: Well, a whole host of producers and writers, many of which we've talked about before, but some of which that we haven't. So you've got the likes of Stargate in there, who we've talked about so many times. You've also got Jensen and Larson, Sonship. You've also got Blacksmith um, and the girls are co-writing a lot of the songs as well.
0: Good for them, actually.
1: Yep. Getting in those pennies.
0: And they are. there are several versions of this album because it was re-released three times. We are, uh, as our set text today, using the standard version of the album, just to be super clear at the start. So
1: that's that's the guy. Ga- oh, I was going to say which version is, uh, you know, by looking at it. But no, that would be giving away the album artwork, wouldn't it?
0: No, we don't want to let the dog out too soon today. So uh, uh, we will get there um,
1: in due course, I'm sure. Oh, we will definitely or- get there. Maybe not Maybe we'll get through the whole album Without you even realising Are <laughs> having a laugh?
0: <laughs> uh, and Dan Before I forget Why are we talking about
1: this album today? Uh, we're talking about it today Oh so you're making me say it twice Even though I purposely held back So I didn't have to say it twice Yeah Well done Absolutely I'm just Mind hanging, you out, hanging you out to dry mm. uh, It was released 20 years ago this week Will. Right Let's get on with it, shall we? Let's get on with it. Let's get stuck in.
0: So, side one, track one. Uh, and I've got a big question to ask you after this track, Dan.
1: Mm?
0: One night's back.
1: For me and my lady. Sound not a DJ player. I can't stand. Grab a man. Move to the
0: floor. It's time to Get down. So, one night stand uh, there. This is very immediate and it really does announce itself with that very statuesque start.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because it's interesting, a few weeks ago, we spoke about Artful Dodgers' debut album and we talked about their impact and how they brought Garage to the mainstream. And this was, of course, a year after that. but it definitely felt like not so much influenced by Arthur Dodger because I guess they were actually starting off around the same time, but mystique played a huge part in bringing garage music to the mainstream in a, you know, in a girl band way, but actually one night stand, this feels much more kind of R and B girl band, doesn't it? This could be something like following on from eternal or on Un- Un- Vogue or I guess destiny's child who had already started off a few years before this as well, but were you know, getting really huge at this time. Um, but yeah, it's a really gorgeous pop R&B track, but then with some really nice electronic uh, effects in there as well.
0: I think we were really ready for a British, our own Destiny's Child uh, by this point. Uh, so it's some canny work for the girls to kind of get in there. And actually, I would say there's there's a bit more of an edge to Mystique.
1: Than- oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Destiny's Child, you know, always felt very polished, professional you know, talking about their beliefs and all that kind of thing. Uh, And good for them. You know, it worked out all right for them, so I hear. But this was a very British version, like you say. Um, And also, I do think that while this song is is more pop R&B, that garage edge that we'll hear in a lot more songs later, you wouldn't have got that from from Destiny's Child so much.
0: And Dan, can you remember a time when you've been in the club, your favorite song has come on, uh, and you've put your glass down and grabbed a man to go
1: and dance? last night oh really <laughs> well you know making the most of being out of lockdown who knows when it's coming back yeah at the time of recording i'm saying this might be back in
0: one uh, <laughs> uh it's probably more like uh, your mum's pub it's like grab a granny rather than grab a man <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually some of the lyrics remind me of you on this one will act wild but i got style because i ain't sipping if it ain't crystal. high class Nice ass. Spend your money, but I got my own cash.
0: Mm, yeah, all of those. Uh, The Crystal, the ass, the cash, mm. the mm. class. Mm. Really have got it all. Yeah. I tell you what, Mystique certainly had it all. They had a top five hit with this. This is the third single to be released from them. Uh, and it has a hit record written all over it, doesn't it? It's so catchy. It's so banging it's so polished in production obviously stargate involved in the production of this one Damn! what else was going on at
1: the time so yeah this entered the charts at number five one place ahead of that britney spears and with a new entry i'm a slave for you number four and then at number one that week a new entry for afro man because i got high who knocked off kylie's can't get you out of my head what a time in the charts I mean, yeah, and just to just to show how much uh, of an impact uh, and how uh, kind of pop R and B was overtaking the airways at that time. In the top ten, you've also got Usher's "You Got It Bad," City High, "What Would You Do," and Michael Jackson, "You Rock My World."
0: All great tracks, actually.
1: And also Steps' "Chain Reaction," but we've probably ignored nah, in that instance. I think we've
0: <laughs> steps steps our steps ourselves out recently. Uh, as is the as has become a tradition for the last two years, but maybe not next year. Now, who knows? Well, hopefully,
1: what the future holds. Part three. Mm. Any more
0: uh, recorded tracks that they didn't want to include on the first or second album that they want to scrape together?
1: Oh, you're a two faced cow.
0: <laughs> umpteen remixes. Sorry, I just really—it's probably the, it's the attitude from that first track
1: just rubbing <laughs> off on me. Now, Will, do you remember the video for this one? Well, I'm not sure because I remember there being two. Yes, quite right. The UK version uh, had the girls in a club, as you'd imagine, for a track like this. But the thing I remember most about that video is that they spun around quite quickly. I think as they quite often did in their videos. uh, And it went from the Stargate version of the song to the Sunship radio edit. But maybe a bit more about that later.
0: Maybe. Maybe. For now, let's move on to. Oh, Dan! Sorry, uh, where my manners? Uh, how many one night stands
1: have you had? Oh, well, can we play the next song and I'll try and tally up?
0: Oh, he's gone. He's, he's a bit shy. Track two now. That type of go that you can miss a bout. No,
1: no I don't have that type of heart you can just break down
0: <laughs> also I would not like to get on the wrong side of you well I have actually in the past and I can only imagine how
1: much worse it would be when
0: affairs of the heart are concerned
1: yes you and I have had some real spats in our time we're like Bette Lynch and Rita Sullivan aren't we uh,
0: Fairclough yeah she'd always be Rita Fairclough to me Oh, she's still in it, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, Barbara mm. Knox. I do... Do you know what? Every so often I re-watch that argument they had. Pals!
1: Pals! <laughs> Pals! You don't know the meaning of the word! <laughs> and
0: the news agents. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Pals! Pals! You don't know the meaning of the word! Norris Cole. Uh, I wouldn't have lent her the money either, to
1: be honest. You do remind me of Norris a bit, actually. real busybody. Thank you very much. Must have said that wrong. (laughs) So
0: this track, uh, actually, even though we are waffling on, actually, I really like it.
1: Yeah, it's a great, I love, we've said it a billion times before. I love it when track two on an album is a new song, a uh, non-single, but kind of still setting the stall out for what's to come on the album. This definitely does that. They're not quite in their peak garage sound yet, but it's definitely moving that way. Uh, This one on the production wheel is Ed Case. Something in common with you there. Um, Ed was kind of most known for um, remixing Gorillaz. Clint Eastwood did an amazing remix of that. But he, uh, massive in the rave drum and bass garage scene and would go on to work with uh, Mystique on the next album as well. Also on the co-write with Ed on this one was Alicia. Good on
0: you, Alicia Lass. Uh, I really love the, the beats in this, and it is very much a kind of garage trope. Reminds me a lot of uh, Artful Dodger and a lot of the sounds they were pumping out.
1: And what it also reminds me of, a little tiny bit, and I think the girls might clip me around the ear for this, but uh, it's obviously it's called That Type of Girl, but it reminds me a little bit of Not That Kind from Hearsay's and that we talked about earlier this year, which was written and produced by Stargate, so I'm kind of wondering if that was Stargate were playing that on the headphone. Ed or Alicia overheard it uh, and, and then kind of wrote this song with that in mind.
0: Uh, also, I think about not that kind. Uh, is it Anastasia?
1: Anastasia, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we need to talk about her. Not Why, like, what she done? Not, like an, in- not an intervention. <laughs> we need she's to talk about t- Kevin. She's gone too far this time. Oh, we need to talk about her not being at hoopla this year when she was on the bill.
0: Well, she was a number of American acts that disappeared off the bill uh very quietly. But you can un- you can kind of understand why.
1: Hopefully they'll be there next year. I would love to see there's always rumors of a Mystique reunion, aren't there? I'd love to see Mystique at the Mitahoopla. That would be something special.
0: And I'd imagine it. it could easily happen. Ladies, let us know.
1: So should we move on to track three? Mmm. And this is to club
0: roll on. The Mystic Ladies uh, wax lyrical about their favourite type of
1: deodorant. <laughs> Very good.
0: I love, I mean, the track's called Roll On, and I love the way the track flows and feels like it's like an easy roller, like it progresses, like it moves a little bit chilled. Uh, this is the blacksmith rub as well version of this track. And
1: Dan, yes. Have you ever had a rub from a blacksmith? Well, actually yes we did. used to have ponies back home on the farm. Aww. And I would often go and lend a helping hand when he needed to um hammer in a new shoe.
0: But have have you ever had a rub from a blacksmith?
1: Accidentally. Well, it was accidental for him. Anyway, I was You knew exactly, yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Uh what do you think? I really like this one. I So this one, as you said, it's a blacksmith rub written and produced with blacksmith. I seem to remember always thinking this was a cover version because it seemed kind of so smooth. It felt like kind of really early 90s R&B. Uh, of course, this was a double A side with a cover version. And I think in my head, I got a little bit confused and thought they both were. But no, this was uh, an original track. And yeah, I just think, like, like you said, it does roll on. It's very smooth uh but it's still got great energy about it as well
0: uh i guess dan you cannily mentioned that this was a double a side single uh this was the final single that they released and it got to number seven in the charts i should mention the other a side was a cover of this is how we do it which everyone knows by Montel jordan yes thank you
1: and maybe more about that later but yes, that got to number that entered the chart at number seven. New entries that week. Number four, Nelly with Hot in Here. Number three, Christina Milian with When You Look At Me. Number two, Oasis with Stop Crying Your Heart Out. But sticking at number one was Elvis and JXL with a little less conversation. <laughs> In fact, we've had some feedback, haven't we, from the listeners that we should have a little less conversation on this podcast. Just talk about the music.
0: (laughs) Have we? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's all part of the fun of Track by Track. Track four now, and this is Be With Me.
1: What I want is for you to be with me. Loving you every day. We'll be easy what am I- no, sorry well that's that's not the version I remember hearing on the radio
0: uh you'll be thinking of the radio version which sounds a little bit like this <laughs> <sighs>
1: oh. check the bass oh, yeah. me the it's the Mystic ladies we're coming back strong. <laughs> <laughs> saw
0: this morning was more like, like, like it. it yeah yeah, we do love a bump and flex, don't
1: we <laughs> oh, regularly actually uh when my I back's just... not giving when my back's not playing up,
0: oh which is like not very often, uh And And winter is terrible. Oh, Dan. And isn't it colder at the moment? Much colder at the moment. It's taken a turn, hasn't it?
1: And it always takes us by surprise, but it happens every single year around this time.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh
1: (laughs) It is lovely at the minute. The candles are lit, the nights are drawing in. Oh, Oh, I do love it.
0: cozy and, yeah. Anyway, this is, I love the energy and the the urgency to the Bumper Flex remix. Uh, which was the uh, version released uh, as the fourth single from the album, which got to number five. Oh, Dan, are they ever
1: going to crack the top four? Uh, well, I've got a feeling that they might on the next album, which we will come to talk about <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but this was, like it went in at number five, as you said. It's interesting because obviously we talk about the charts every episode. A couple of weeks ago, talking about Human League and you know how they would enter in at number 54 and move up when we're talking about something from around this time it enters a chart at its peak position generally speaking uh enter number five uh i'm not going to talk about what entered at number four and number three was Kylie Minogue in your eyes and number one was Westlife with with world of our own
0: Uh, i've got to say the single artwork for this is absolutely atrocious (laughs) wow (laughs) You could have done a better job uh, on your... Not even on your MacBook now, Dan, but on your home PC when you first got it.
1: On my Packard Bell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can, I can see why they decided to juice it up for the single release. Particularly by the time you got to single number four, you need to give the record-buying public a reason to buy a single. Uh, and I think this new version of this track is you know, just the ticket.
1: Quite right. Also, do love the use of B with me with just the letter B. Very V uh, text. Text talk.
0: Uh, Also, Dan, something we haven't talked about yet is uh, Alicia Dixon's rapping.
1: Which is such an important part of the Mystic Sound, isn't it?
0: It is mystique. It is mystique sounds. It is the mystique sound, and it's Alicia Dixon's signature style. I absolutely love it, and uh, I, I think it sounds like that there was some additional vocal recordings for the bump and flex remix because uh, she comes in at the start with the old bump and flex shoutouts. Oh out. yeah,
1: and that's nice. It's, I love people shouting out about their bumps and flexes. I yeah, I love what she brings to it i also think it's incredible that you know this is what we knew her for this sound this this style um, but then not long after this she was a contestant on strictly and obviously doing some incredible stunning uh ballroom dancing and then she went on to have a solo career or maybe it was maybe that crossed over a little bit uh and then she was releasing some really lovely ballads as well and we were hearing that she could really sing as well um But it was, it was, this was, you know, this sound was Mystique, as you said, but also Sabrina's vocals, flawless, stunning, smooth, sultry. And then you've got Sue Elise on the harmonies there kind of backing up and bringing it, bringing it all together. This one was written and uh, and produced with Mushtak. Uh, Mushtak went on to work with the likes of Liberty X on their Thinking It Over album, with Simon Webb on his Grace album, uh, and later on with Amy Winehouse and Skepta.
0: Okay, so track number five now, and this is Why
1: Every time we kiss when I stop and think about it. How did
0: I ever live without your woman to touch? I needed it so much. Why? Why? Why did we so bad?
1: So that was why, and that was, of course, the first thing we ever heard from Mystique when they were that four-piece, fresh-faced group of lasses. I have to say, just going back to single artwork, we don't always talk about it, but this one I love because it really does look like debut single from Brand New Girl Band.
0: (laughs) It really does.
1: Four ladies. yeah. And of course, yeah, for this was the only single, only Mystique release to feature Xena McNally. Warrior Princess. In our hearts. In uh, the pop Dan, R&B garage world, yes. Where is she now? So Xena left apparently due to, I think there was already right at the start some, uh, some things happening in the group, you know. You know what it's like when you get the girls together. So she went on to release some solo tracks, one which featured Beanie Man. She also went on to present on Sky TV and on BBC Radio 1 Extra. Um, and now she is living over in America. Good for her. Enjoying the sun. And she is now the director of a property investment company and working in entertainment management in LA. It's not pyramid selling. No. <laughs> Uh,
0: Now, this was given a uh, UK Garage MC radio edit when it was released as a debut single. Uh, It did reasonably well for a debut from an unknown group It got to number eight. And I'm not surprised because it's so catchy and it's so danceable as well. I I saw you, Dan, on your camera just then, throwing yourself around your box room there. I don't have a box room,
1: but yes, throwing myself around the very large recording studio and guest suite. (laughs) So much so, you're not one of your three flying ducks off the wall. I've got spares, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it always happens.
0: Uh, and
1: I, I particularly love the middle eight in this with the, eh! Uh, excuse me. That's what they go on to say on the extended version, I think.
0: Uh, but I love the way it's kind of produced and edited down. It just feels really urgent uh, and really, uh, and really catchy. Dan, what else was going on at this time? Not for you personally in the charts. I mean,
1: <laughs> well, for me personally, well, it was, it was the start of the new millennium, wasn't it? So you know, trials and tribulations. But so yeah, this was the second week of two thousand and one when this was released. It entered the charts at number eight, as you said. Other new entries that week: number six, Texas with Inner Smile, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, five feeder with Book Rogers, and in at number one, Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing.
0: Oh, which I uh, recently heard for the first time in ages on that Global Citizen. Global Citizen. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Didn't
1: she do well? <laughs> All right, Bruce. Brucey. <laughs> I have to say, I, was, I didn't watch every single performance on that. It was you know, hours and hours and hours long. But I did have to stop and listen to her. And it was great to hear some of those old tracks. And also, she brought out uh, Gerol as well for the Ain't It Funny, uh, the remix version of that. I loved to see Jennifer Lopez live, actually. I loved her halftime show. And Dan, just like Jennifer Lopez, I'm real. Hmm, still Willy from the block. No, we don't call you that. It was just because it rhymed.
0: Okay, track number six now, uh, with a couple of special guests. This is They'll Never Know. They'll the Never Know
1: this? I came to you and I gave you a gift So you can be lift So stop watching this Because I'm living in bliss Mystic and social in this oh, I've hard for this Now I'm the crisp And you feel in my drift? Could it be down top of the list? Could it be the way I uplift? Or could it be that my style and my flow It is too hot for you so you can't control it Or could it be that the clips in my whips They are going into slicks And they're already loaded so they'll never know they featuring asher d and harvey of course from so solid crew what i love about this one will is that this is not kind of girl band r&b uh garage light pop stuff this is a real kind of very hard garage track isn't it
0: yeah and this might surprise you dan but i really really like it
1: and what is it that makes you like it will
0: I like the beat. I like the plucky strings that run underneath the whole of the track as well. It's also really nice halfway through the album to have a couple of guest
1: rappers join as well. And of course, uh, Harvey was married to Alicia Dixon. And I, you know, kind of tread lightly around the subject because uh, in case she's Mm. listening and uh, forgive me, forgive me, Alicia. It feels like I have to mention this. Of course, Harvey went on to have an affair with that bloody Javine Hilton.
0: Uh, And also, uh, Asher D is uh, the other rapper, both of them from So Solid. Were they both from So Solid? Yep. Asher D went on to uh, become a very notable actor. Ashley Walters is his real name. Uh, And he has been in so much stuff that you will have seen. Even you will have seen, Dan.
1: I'm I'm just looking at his uh, IMDB page now, Grange Hill, The Bill, God, all sorts.
0: No, come on now, that's unfair, (laughs) because you're missing out on all the films (laughs) he's been in. Uh, And he was in an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, right up your street. Uh, He was also uh, in uh, the Bulletproof series with Noel Clarke, who's obviously been involved in a lot of controversy, uh, so much so that I think they've now shelved any future plans for more of that show on Sky.
1: Yeah. Also in uh, "Get Rich or Die Trying," 50 Cent film.
0: Different producer for this track, Dan. I noticed.
1: Yeah. To be honest, Will, I did try to uh, Google synth producer. As you can imagine, that's quite a vague search, so it's bringing up all sorts of things, but not this person, synth. If you are listening, you don't think it's our Cynthia, do you? Our synth. Just let her go. She's gone. No, she's in my head. She was actually the fifth member of Mystique. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) And Tina Barrett pushed her out.
0: Uh, Dan, I can imagine if you did a search for synth producer, it would have actually brought up some of our favourite producers.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think it would have done, yeah. Nick Rhodes. Why did I say it like an old woman? (laughs) Nick Rhodes.
0: Let's move on now to track number seven. Stamp Reject. Keep moving
1: no Sugar daddy, put him down if he's wrong don't Oh girl, don't stamp reject and keep on moving no Sugar daddy, put him down if he's right on the side Oh girl, don't stamp reject and keep moving no
0: So stamp reject there and it takes a little while to get into the groove, but I love it quite grandiose this track um You've got a great garage beat, but you've also got some strings running through there, which I think really nice.
1: yeah, I do like this one. I think for me actually, it's more about the lyrics. They open it up with "Welcome to the mystique Boutique." If your man's not doing good by you, shop around, shop around um. And it's just about, yeah, shopping around for something new, something better. I, I kind of wish this was a single. I wish we would have got a video for this. I imagine it would have been a little bit like uh, maybe the Bills, Bills, Bills video.
0: I always imagine the Mystique Boutique to be a bit like uh, Victoria's Secret
1: or Boo Avenue. I was thinking more B&M Bargains.
0: <laughs> oh, Dan.
1: No, I saw a chance for a cheap shot and I thought like, I shouldn't have done that, actually. No, it would have been lovely.
0: So, and Dan, we've got a completely new writing and production lineup on this track as well.
1: Yes, Will, it's Ignorance who, uh, not Ignorance, not what you've got, Ignorance, uh, who worked on this one. They also worked with the aforementioned Jamelia, the incredible Shola Amma, the aforementioned from a few weeks ago, Craig David. Um, So lots of huge names. Also, someone who I really want to talk about, uh, certainly their debut album, their only album, I think honeys
0: oh and i finally found what i've been looking for oh what is it isn't one of the honeys called like heavenly tiger lily
1: yeah she's she's left and come back and left again i think three times oh yes they've got (laughs) we talked about this before uh oh yes we did that whole History. Do you know what? I think it was on the Now 44 episode we did with pop music activism. Ah. And we did the rundown of who's been and gone. And honestly, it took up half the episode.
0: There more ins and outs than the kitchen doors uh, at your mother's pub. Oh, the carvery. Carvery corner.
1: (laughs) And she did used to carve up in a corner, didn't she? What does that even mean? And just quickly before we move on, on ignorance, Will... Uh, what some of their earliest work was on Pet Shop Boys' bilingual album.
0: A great link, great link there, Dan, and great research.
1: We hadn't talked about Pet. We hadn't said Pet Shop Boys all episode. I felt like we really needed to.
0: Right, I am moving on now to track number eight. Whether you like it or not, this is all I want. so all i want there this was the second single to be released uh and reach number two. Oh, number so close two. we didn't uh, have to wait for the next album
1: after all dan no um, i was just teasing you i knew it all along i was just pulling your leg
0: This was, I mean, this for me is Mystique. This song, and probably one song on the next album, is what Mystique were all about for me. It was just, it's immediate, it's punchy, it kind of really slaps you around the face about how different it is. And I think this was the big thing with Mystique when they started releasing these incredible singles is it was so different to what we'd heard in the charts before and where it might have been a bit similar to some of the us B acts it was homegrown talent brilliant sorry a bit aggressive there but i just felt mm. very feel very strongly about that uh, i was also looking and I, i'm surprised you didn't pick up on this with one of the previous tracks as well as some of the, a couple of the girls um writing co-writing this track someone else who's a co-writer david brent
1: really could be what? Oh, it's David Brandt, Well, Sorry. put my put my lenses in this morning, but
0: so uh, that's a shame, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, this I'm sure you like this track, Dan. I'm not just don't want to make assumptions, but I'm sure you do.
1: No, I absolutely love this one, and I think what's great is that we talked about how One Night Stand had this Sunship version. Uh, although I loved, I kind of love the Stargate version and the Sunship version of that one. This. Uh, the standard version of this track is the Sunship version. It's such an upbeat, euphoric, sunny sound. Uh, and this, of course, was a summer single released in June 2001. Do you want to know what else was going in the top 10 that week, Will? Yes, please. Uh, other new entries, Limp Biscuit with My Way. Stereophonics with Have a Nice Day. It's quite rocky, actually. Um, and Tupac with Until the End of Time. And then Holding Off Mystique from the top spot, was shaggy with angel
0: send me an angel in
1: the morning darling was that well no that's not the lyrics. so is that a version was it based on a different song because i would have I never known that
0: i don't know i'm probably i have a bit of creative license there
1: <laughs> <laughs> i genuinely thought oh, i've never heard that version before it must have been a... well we have to also i just want to go back and talk about the single artwork they are looking pretty in pink.
0: They are looking pretty in pink. Still looking like someone knocked it up on a home computer. But, Certainly but with the, the addition of the fonts. But the, the absolute stunning photo of the girls. But just with the name of the group and the font at the top, all I want looks a bit
1: a bit cobbled on. Now, Will, I think this is the last time we're going to talk about Sonship on one of the album tracks maybe a little bit on the further listing later, maybe not. Um, But I just want to point out one of his other biggest hits uh, was Sweet Female Attitude's Flowers.
0: Oh, classic.
1: Do you know another great version of that song? Yes. Sugar Babes.
0: Yes. Right, Dan, are you ready? Do you want nasty?
1: Oh, I want nasty.
0: Well, I'll give you nasty. (laughs) tell you a little story about this girl we used to know. She was a friend and so. I've only got one thing to say. She's so nasty.
1: Goes a little something like this. Look in my eyes as she passed me by. A smirk on her face. She turned and said hi. Standing over there. Haven't got a clue about style
0: so nasty there what a fun attitude
1: packed song that is it really is just from the that opening little uh few lines about they're gonna tell us a story about this girl they used to know she was a friend and so uh one thing to say she's so nasty um i'm wondering will and maybe i'm reading too much into this and maybe i'm putting ideas in people's heads they're not they're not talking about Athena, are they
0: Oh, Dan, I you know, the thought had crossed my mind. I don't like to think about it, but so
1: relatable, <laughs> this this track. What? don't have to think about it. I think it's, I don't have to think about it, but yes, probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> but very
0: relatable in that I think we've all had a friend, a friend and so, but they were quite nasty in the things they did, the things they said, how they lived their life. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I know you're a bit paranoid now. Yeah. Uh, is Just it me? Calm down. Calm down. Well, say it to my face. But you have, and I do uh,
1: many times.
0: But you're not nasty. You're many things, but you're not nasty.
1: Yeah, this is a great track. Great groove. Feels this definitely feels like more of um, more of an American R and B sound. Uh, makes me think a little bit of uh, is it Janet Jackson's Nasty? I think it's quite an obvious comparison. but I like think it's probably a bit of a uh, an influence on this. The team behind this one, well, a huge team behind this one, Jensen and Larson, who work well, they've worked with uh, everyone from New Kids on the Block to JLS to Sugar Babes, and most importantly, Jedward.
0: Ah, oh, really? What did they do for Jedward?
1: They uh, produced and co-wrote "Lipstick," uh, "Victory," and "Young Love."
0: I re I quite like lipstick is a bit of a bit of a actually I was gonna say guilty pleasure, but I'd be going against the track by track mantra there. So yeah, I'm just no gonna say thing. I really do enjoy and it's actually a lot of the production in that track that I enjoy because obviously the vocals aren't uh are gonna set the world on fire.
1: Hmm. And uh Lars Jensen, who is part of the team, part of the writing team, uh also went on to work with Big Brothers, of course, another huge name around this time um, but he worked with them on Big Bro Thang which was um, an, an entry into the National Eurovision pre-selections suffice to say
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay number 10 now These Days fall, and dreams won't
1: come true these days I'm looking nowhere just jump if you dare will fly
0: <laughs> oh no, sorry. These days by Mystique. I just say that with an affectionate little nod there because I really like the change of pace. Uh and this track is a lot more stripped back. It's a lot more guitar led. It's a lot more more cl- kind of classic pop sound. It does sound like Dreams by Gabrielle. There's no way
1: around it, Dan. There's no way around it, and there's nothing wrong with this song per se, but I have to say, for me, I don't think it was necessary. I think, obviously, they're showing a different style. Um, style by Mystique was actually a much better song than this. Um, it's Stargate again on production, but this one's not even written by the girls. I almost feel like it was a little bit of, let's just put something else in there. Let's put something different on there. Also, let's fill up the CD as well. Um, wasn't it For me, there are so many better songs called These Days, take that. Oh, instrumental... I knew you were going to mention that. Bardo even had a great song called These Days. This, yeah, this this for me, Will, would be a great time to talk about the album artwork. I don't know about you. Uh, and
0: Dan, yes, I've been holding off doing it because I do enjoy this track despite the similarities to other pop music and despite the fantastic harmonies. But such is the this quality of the next three tracks, that this is a great time to also talk about the great album artwork. <laughs> I didn't have a change of heart while you were in the laving Just full well, disclosure, it that li- long. no full disclosure, listeners. Dan had a toilet break during that last track.
1: Just spent a penny, just one minute max. Wow, well, like four pound fifty.
0: <laughs> so the album artwork on this track, uh, motorbikes.
1: Okay, that's it. So. <laughs> Track number.
0: <laughs> you have got the girls draping themselves off on over motorbikes like they're at the Daily Mail Motor Show uh, at Earl's Court if it was still standing. Oh, is that a thing? That sounds awful. I don't know. Uh, but it's... Uh, I really like it actually because it's a bit kind of... It's a bit neon. It's a little bit kind of night drive sort of style. Uh, and you've got Mystique licking on both sides at the top Uh, in some interesting... I prefer the font they use for the licking on both sides than they do for Mystique on there. But I love the colour combinations as well. You've got this lime green and this deep, bold red colour that's in the motorbikes, in the costumery and in the hairstyling as well.
1: Yeah, it's a great cover. I like it. It's iconic. Um, We don't always do this, Will, but I have to ask, of course, we said there was a uh, special edition version of the album that came later just need to ask, do you prefer the original version? Yes. What is, why is that? What's, what's wrong with the special edition? Because
0: they're trying to be a bit Destiny's Child on the uh, special edition cover. And I think the first, the original one, it's much more them.
1: It's got the attitude.
0: It's got the attitude and it just suits them much more. So there you go.
1: Yeah. And I'd agree with you. Oh, first time three and a half years in. So track number eleven then will hopefully it can only get better. Better it's better better.
0: And as time will pass, you'll only see the grass. green and roll around my
1: side. If you wanna
0: better there and i was just thinking while that track was playing dan if you'd have recorded that song it would be called bitter bitter (laughs) well because of my love of an ale (laughs) no because you're a quite resentful person
1: and actually good for you well i'm just you know i'm not gonna let life put me down drag me down bring me down you know uh, it's better to be a pessimist than an optimist i would say
0: well, and as my uh, good old Nana used to say, uh, there's nothing better for the soul than some simmering resentments. She was a real hateful cow, wasn't she? No, I'm not having that actually, Dan, because she was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> lovely, and I'm. You didn't. You never got to meet her, thankfully, and uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't, want you, wouldn't, wouldn't want you poisoning her uh, or inseminating her with your bitterness. There's a lot to take from that statement, and I just don't know where to start. I wouldn't want you poisoning her, like you did with your other nan, the one you didn't like. So, So, it feels like we've we've drifted quite a lot away from this mystique song, Better, Better. Now, I kind of like the, the regalness that this starts with. I can imagine, if this was a single, a video... Quite prim and proper, a bit period in a country house, a bit can't speak French, a bit the way you make me feel. A bit Jamelia Money?
1: Yes. Or drama? Or all of the above?
0: A bit Downton? I... Or no, no more, uh, I think
1: Bridgerton is the one that all the kids are into now, isn't it? Oh, have you not watched it? No. Oh, it's good. you'd like it. There's some quite saucy, racy scenes on that. A very good looking gentleman involved bit like this podcast yes we've got some guests coming up actually haven't we but not not today's episode (laughs) dan what do you think of the track um well actually well first of all i do think it is better better than these days so tick um i funny that you should say about if it was a single and if there was a video because i think this could have been single number six it could have been the one that got away this is something about the overall production of it um it it feels very polished it feels a, a very strong album track
0: who was who was who was accountable for this monstrosity? Monstrosity? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Calm down. Uh,
1: so on this one, you have got Michael Graves, who also produced the track, and you have also got uh, Saint Louis and Morgan, who worked on some of the previous tracks. Uh, Morgan on "All I Want" and Saint Louis on "These Days." So sorry, Saint Louis, for what I said about "These Days."
0: <laughs> okay, track number 12 now And Any I'm sure
1: you've
0: got a few of these down yeah, <laughs> get it the Ain't safe anymore, don't speak. Hear so sweet, But you If you
1: So, secrets of the night there, and not the first time we've spoken about this song, is it, Will?
0: Do you know, Dan, I was looking at you whilst this song was playing through my digital glass, and I was thinking, have we talked about this before? Yes, we have.
1: Yes, we have. It was part of Track by Track's Trick or Treat last year, where we asked listeners to submit songs uh, with a spooky sensation. Uh, and this was one
0: of them. Uh, yeah, and that was a wonderful Halloween episode. And it's Halloween week uh, this year, isn't it? Happy Halloween oh, week, Oh, it Dan. is.
1: And we're doing absolutely jack shit
0: for it this year. We're very busy with other things. Uh, lots of hobnobbing and uh, rich teas and custard creams. Oh, and ooh, Fox's creams. Lovely. I had a milk chocolate hobnob the other day. and But there's no time to talk about that. Was
1: that one of your secrets of the night, Will? Is that as bad as it gets? What,
0: tiptoeing down the stairs and opening the fridge. <laughs> uh, and stuffing my face. Yes. Uh, but I know you've had to uh, chuck some people out your windows in the past when you've been uh, up to all sorts.
1: Yep. But we haven't got time to talk about that today, <laughs> unfortunately. That's for the late night X-rated version of Track by Track, which is on E4 Plus One. Where you're going to fall out of a plane without a parachute on. If you're lucky, if your wish comes true. (laughs) Now, what a fun song. It's a really fun song. It obviously has got that spooky sensation. um, But I really like the production of this one. This one is produced by Jensen and Larson again. I thought it feels a little bit NSYNC or something like that. And they haven't worked with NSYNC, but they have worked with, among many others, JLS. And I feel like that kind of bouncing beat to this one could have been... Something they, they did. You can imagine JLS
0: chucking themselves around the place. Well, only two of them, because two of them are not equipped.
1: Although uh, they're more into Christmas than uh, Halloween, yes. aren't they? Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> they're also back, aren't they? They're doing a new tour. And I think there's some new music out as well. Well, they did choose to announce their new music on the same day as ABBA. So I think it got a little bit lost in the mix. Bless them. Poor lads, poor lads. Can't catch a
0: break so we're on to the last track of the album proper and this is you're gonna stay the last track on the album and the thing that i love most about that is the rave shrieks that are that are all the way through it
1: yeah it's a great i think it's a really good way to end the album doesn't peter out they had their slow moment in the middle thank god they didn't leave it till the end um but it's got a really strong beat it's got a great energy to it um and this one will is produced by drum roll (laughs) the full crew And when I say the full crew, it sounds like I mean every single person who's worked on this album or maybe a a kind of uh, Pavo version. No, no, I can't say Pavo, probably, can you? Uh, Cheapo (laughs) version of the full Monty. Can you say Pavo? I've said it now. But no, the full crew, uh, a production team, as well as this, they also remixed lots of things, including tracks by Mary J. Blige. And S Club 7 featuring Tina Barrett. Oh, oh is
0: that, so how, so is that so. how they're doing it now? She's got a bit big for her boots, so it's now S Club 7 featuring Tina Barrett.
1: <laughs> well, it's S Club 2 featuring <laughs> Tina Barrett. And, and uh, she's one of Amelia the two. Oh, Amelia Lovey. Yeah. yeah.
0: This, I think, is a nice way to round off the album because it is it is the classic mystique sound of this album. And like you say, good to end on a upbeat banger. Is it a banger?
1: Yeah, it is a Banger. Banger.
0: It's bang it's a,
1: yeah it's, a, it's not it's not a uh what's the opposite of a banger
0: uh a clanger, a clanger. not a clanger. bang or clanger oh something the idea there i love the idea we just uh think of a catchphrase and then work out uh a premise around it
1: <laughs> and it never actually comes to anything
0: it's like uh, Good. the alan partridge way of uh thinking about new tv shows isn't it
1: oh that's the the highest compliment you've ever paid as well
0: oh yeah Okay, so before we move on to further listening, just a word on the album performance. So this got to number three in the UK album chart. It was averagely received uh, at the time. I think, obviously, the singles stand proud uh, as great pop R&B garage singles. Uh, But I think uh, from browsing online, not everyone has taken to some of the more niche album tracks. But it was a hit. It was a great start to their career.
1: Yeah, and as we said right at the start, this was their debut and penultimate album. Their second and final album, Eye Candy, came two years later. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about it at some point, when we, Will? Yes. But it's not the end of Mystique's music on today's episode because, of course, we do have some further listening. And with Eye Candy and with another Mystique episode in mind, we are going to stick to this era of the band. Will, I'd love to go first, if that's okay. Go for it, Dan. So my further listening choice, we hinted at it before. It's the other side of the roll-on single. This is, how kind of bugs and it's all
0: this is How We Do It. How We Do
1: So this is how we do it there. Of course, a cover of the Montel Jordan track. His debut single, actually, originally released in 1995. I just love that. I think it pairs really well with Roll On. Roll On was more about the old school R&B sound. And then this track, uh, obviously one of the, not one of the earliest versions of that by any means, but a staple of uh, American R&B. Will, what do you think to the gals' take on it?
0: I think they, they put a nice spin on it. But it's not a patch on the original.
1: I think I'd agree with you. I think the, it's, one of the, it's one of those cases where it's difficult to better the original. But I do like, I think they changed the lyrics to, to like Mystique does it like nobody does. Or no, the UK does it like nobody does. I like that they, they put their own stamp on it. And at the moment, that phrase has got a sinister new meaning. What, Mystique does it like no one no, does? the
0: UK does it like no one does. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I think everyone else is very pleased about that.
1: Will, what have you gone for?
0: So I have gone for uh, a Japanese bonus track on the release of that album. This is Girl, You'll They have got some man trouble on that track. And uh, this is, yes, yeah, so it wasn't included on the UK uh, release. But actually, I think it's a really jaunty, more R&B flavoured track than the kind of pop R&B, even dance that we've talked about. But a really enjoyable track, nonetheless.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, musically. Musically. I like the acoustic guitars in there. I think it really does feel like... I don't think we've had much of that aside from the more ballad-like track uh, on the main album, but it's kind of the acoustic guitars with the beat. It's very kind of, again, Artful Dodger, maybe a little 24-7 or something like that. Um, oh, a bit Craigy Craig, David. A bit Craigie Lovie, yeah. We're,
0: We're out, out of time. time. It's time for us to roll on uh, and Bugger off now. So thank you for listening. Let us know what you think about licking on both sides uh, in any sense of the word. Yeah. In the bedroom,
1: Uh, on your stamps,
0: however you do. Yeah. And if it's a smutty confession, then all the better. Yes. Uh, But also let us know what you think about Mystique and this album uh, and what we've talked about today at Track by
1: Track UK. And if you want even more from Track by Track, don't forget you can join us on Patreon, where we have a huge collection of episodes exclusively for patrons, as well as a brand new series, Further Listening, which will only ever be on Patreon, as well as early access to episodes where we talk through brand new albums with the band and voting on future episodes and so much more, Will. So until next time, I've been the blacksmith and I've been licking on both sides. Oh, licked on both sides. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Give
0: oh, it We really are on good form today. We should record in the mornings more often.
1: Yeah, I have still had a drink though, just to make sure it's a couple of gins with my brackey. I Could have run a comb through your hair though.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought you wanted to be the blacksmith. <laughs>